See what I'm saying? Just cause I killed her. Uh-huh, said the nurse, who was checking the file of another patient on his laptop. It was set on a rolling cart that had locked compartments where meds were kept. Earl said, That's two decades plus almost two years now. Long damn time. Yep, you know your math all right, Earl, the nurse said absently. The first Bush was still president, but that boy from Arkansas done beat him in the election. We saw it on the TV when I got here. Yeah, it was 1992. What was his name again? They say he's part colored. Bill Clinton. And he's not part black. He just played the saxophone and went to the African-American churches sometimes. That's right, him. Been here since then. The nurse said, I was seven when Clinton was elected. My mama and daddy were conflicted. They were Republicans, of course, but he was a Southern boy, all right. I think they voted for him, but wouldn't admit to it. Didn't matter none. This is Alabama, after all. A liberal wins here. Hell freezes over, am I right? Sweet home Alabama, said Earl, nodding. Lived here a long time. Had a family here. But I'm from Georgia, son. I'm a Georgia peach, see? Not no Alabama boy. Okay. But I got sent to this here prison because of what I'd done in Alabama. Sure you did. Not that much difference, though. Georgia, Alabama, kissing cousins. Because of what I'd done, said Earl breathlessly, still rubbing at his belly. Can't stand Jews, coloreds, and Catholics. Don't much care for Presbyterians, neither. The nurse looked at him and said in an amused tone, Presbyterians? What the hell they ever done to you, Earl? That's like hating the Amish. Squeal like hogs getting butchered, swear to God they did. Jews and coloreds, mostly. He shrugged and absently wiped sweat from his brow using his sheet. Hell, truth is, I never kill me no Presbyterian. They just don't stand out, see? But I woulda, if I got the chance. The nurse unlocked a drawer on his cart and took out some meds. Now, why'd you want to go and do something like that? Them folks done nothing to you, I bet. Earl coughed up some phlegm and spit it into his cup. He said grimly, They was breathing. That was good enough for me. Earl laughed till he choked. Then he calmed and his features seemed to clear. I got people coming to see me. That's nice, Earl, said the nurse, as he administered a painkiller to the inmate in the next bed. Family? No, I done kill my family. Uh-huh. The nurse checked the monitor of the other inmate. Coming to see me today, said Earl. Well, you sure tell him hello from me said the nurse, as he moved away with his cart. Later, Earl stared at the doorway to the ward where two men had appeared. They were dressed in dark suits and white shirts, and their black shoes were polished. One wore black-framed glasses. The other looked like he'd barely graduated from high school. They were both holding Bibles and sporting gentle, reverential expressions. They appeared respectable, peaceful, and law-abiding. They were actually none of those things.
Earl caught their eye. Coming to see me, he mumbled. His senses suddenly as clear as they had ever been. Once more he had a purpose in life. It would be right before he died, but it was still a purpose. Kill my family, he said, but that wasn't entirely accurate. He had murdered his wife and buried her body in the basement of their home. The federal government had let the state of Alabama try, convict, and sentence him to death for her murder. He had had a scheduled visit to Alabama's death chamber at the Holman Correctional Facility near Atmore. None of that troubled Earl. His appeal had carried on for so long that he'd never be executed now. It was because of his cancer. Ironically enough, the law said an inmate had to be in good health in order to be put to death. He waved over.